Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a four-star level venter, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete, recording in the car parked outside my barn at True Prospect Farm. And I'm Tyler Held, a professional groom and mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation, a practitioner of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and daily meditation, and I am also in the car. Here we are. Here we are. Trying to make the most of our day, fitting in, you know, this recording session. Yeah, although it is it is officially off-season time, so um, we have a lot more time on our hands We now. do. It's kind of nice. I really enjoy this off-season. Yeah. You know, just like taking a breath, reassessing, getting caught up on life. Yeah, I actually, I just started the first of my little mini staycations um, for the off season. So I have five days off now and then I'm going to take nine days in December. Um, Just, you know, really recharge and refresh. And it's weird because I feel like I've never really like done that before. When I graduated college, I literally like drove straight home through the night from Ohio and went to the barn to go to work the next day and um, I definitely have always had this like work harder attitude that uh, in some regards has really benefited me to get to where I want to go but also I think has caused some ends of burnout and you know uncertainty so I'm actually really excited to finally take some time and be like okay like you can take 10 days away from doing horses and it doesn't mean you don't love it yeah and I think that as you get older and spend more time in the business like you value that downtime more and you like understand its importance and I do think that's a testament to Jenny's program you know because like correct me if I'm wrong but she seems to be pretty willing to give you guys this time to like recharge during the off season and that's rare Absolutely, and our horses as well, like they um, were really lucky to have um, one of our owners has a farm like right in the area, so we actually, we pull behind shoes off the horses, some of them got all their um, shoes pulled and they just go and they get turned out and they get to be horses and they get to have their relaxing downtime too and you know we recharge, we're going to do projects like painting jumps and all of that stuff while we're not doing so much training and everyone yeah. comes back like I really think it helps morale mm-hmm. yeah I'm, it's bound to right that's when I was in Phillips program too it was similar you know we got some extra time off during this off season and projects are always a fun way to like spend the time in the barn where you're not riding all day every day yeah so. and it's a little cold so I actually I do have a theory um that like as a person you should be able to complain about just one season like if yeah. you can complain about it being hot or it being cold but you can't be the person that complains when it's too hot and too cold um so I'm definitely like I do not like winter but I, I chose like we kind of had we're talking about this year and this season and usually we go down to Florida um around jockey club which was try on was in place of jockey club this year so instead of going down to Florida to do jockey club and staying in Florida we just went down to try on and came back to Pennsylvania and I was definitely a proponent of that because I just have so many more friends and family up here Mm -hmm. 
but now I'm not allowed to complain about it being cold for the next like two months because I could have been in Florida, but yeah. I voted to be in to Pennsylvania. And I am glad you voted to be here. <laughs> I so am we too. get we get some extra time this year together. I'm very excited. Yay! And holiday season. Yes. Yes. So. Hot cocoa season too. And apple cider. Yes. Or are we almost past that now? I think you can have hot apple cider through Christmas. Okay. Good. I'm glad we clarified that. Well, anyways, um, welcome everyone. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, we are so glad that you're here. And if you have, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in and sticking with us. As we said in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. And we do this by discussing topics related to our four pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. In our main episodes, which we release one a month, we talk about goal setting, books, 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 the main topic, listener questions, and actionable advice. We've also released a few guest episodes, so be sure to check those out. All right, let's jump into our first segment of the show, um, word of the year and goals. So obviously, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, probably sound like a bunch of crazy people just pulling out random things about word of the year. But um, the reason that we do this is to bring intention to our lives to kind of have a theme a word to look back on in times of confusion or or, you know strife to be like this is what I stand for this year and this is what I really want to work on and improve so what was that word for you this year Emily uh so my word of the year is believe and uh I guess as it relates to now I believe that the very strange 2020 show season is now officially over (laughs) And I also believe that 2021 is going to bring great things. So um, the word was helpful this year because you had to believe in something because everything else was just up in the up in the air. So, yeah, I think actually um, one thing that 2020 really did because it was hard to plan and see what was going to happen was it really forced us to live in the moment. Um, which is what we're going to talk about on this episode yeah, today. Yeah, look at how so that ties in. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, what about what about some goals, Emily? What? A, well, <laughs> um, as we discussed before we hit record, um, I haven't really crossed a, a whole lot off of my list this year, or more. I guess I've crossed a few off, but anyway, haven't made a ton of progress. However, um, last year one of my goals was to basically break my addiction of the snooze button on my alarm in the morning. Which you did pretty successfully. I did pretty successfully last year. This year I started pretty good. Yep. But I'm slipping. I'm I'm definitely slipping. (laughs) My addiction to the snooze button has come back, especially with this colder weather. So I'm going to have to go back to some of my tricks from last year. I think what I'm going to try tonight is to put my phone out in my living room, which is like right next to the master bedroom. And so I have to get up in the morning to turn my alarm off because once I'm out of bed, I'm fine, but it's like getting out of bed. And if my phone's close, I can just keep hitting snooze. And then next thing you know, I have a, a rushed morning because I hit the snooze too many times. Now does PJ wake up before you or after you? He wakes up after and it annoys him a lot that I hit the snooze <laughs> so much. <laughs> it really annoys him. But I don't seem to care enough to stop. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe that's selfish of me. But um, anyway, so that is probably my biggest flaw 
in life is that I'm addicted to this <laughs> but <laughs> you know you could have been a crackhead so. yeah so it's all in perspective but <laughs> uh, what about you Tyler okay so my word of the year is connection and I think I've ta- talked a lot about this on previous episodes but I just like I've just been doing a lot of like self-reflection on the difference between this year and last year um, and last year my word of the year was discipline and I was like super disciplined about you know my reading my workouts and everything but I think what I was really missing was that relationship aspect of my life and so taking it back to focus on connection um I definitely like there's a few things that I'm like wow like I'm just like I'm not getting as many workouts in as I used to or like I haven't been reading as much as I'd like to be but I just feel so much more like whole because yeah. I have um, such wonderful relationships um, in my life. Even at Tryon, um, we got to have some really like quality dinners with each other. We had like a little picnic table outside of our camper, so we had some nice little cookouts, and that was just like so fun. And I think that you know, while there's always room for discipline, and you know, I'm always going to be working and achieving goals, like relationships are just, you know, a huge part of what make humans happy in general. And so if you just constantly put relationships aside to be disciplined, then you're not going to reach your full potential. And there's this idea of like, okay, well, like, you know, if you're hanging out with your family, maybe you're not like learning Spanish right then. But what benefit is learning Spanish really going to be to you? Like, there's... The, the time that you get to spend with people that you love is really valuable. Yeah. Um, yes, I was going to say something related to that. Oh, here's what it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when you look back on your life, you're not going to necessarily remember, like, how disciplined you were and how many books you read one year, but you are going to remember, like, the fun times you've had with people. Like, the time we spent together at Tryon, like, with my mom and you and Alec and, you know, Sid and Carl. Yeah. That was, like, a good, memorable time, you know? You're, that's going to be, I think, probably more valuable to your life in the long run. I do, too. And I think that, like, I don't know, part of, like, achieving the goals has, like, created some sense of calm in me of... I think a lot of times I was always, like, striving towards, like, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and um, Dr. Michael Gervais, who I talk about all the time, and I love him, which, by the way, one of my goals for this year was to meet him, and I just don't think, like, he wants to meet (laughs) me. Probably with the pandemic. With the pandemic that's going around. Um, But he always says, like, you know, the the traditional script is we have to do something to be something, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that was kind of what was fueling me towards, like, oh, crap, like, gotta keep doing, gotta, like, say, like, here's my resume, here's what I did this year, Um, whereas to just simply be able to be and be present and enjoy the people around me, like, that's, I'm, I've almost had to start, like, at the beginning of the year, like, letting myself do that. And yeah. now it's, like, I just enjoy it. Like, I yeah. just enjoy spending time with people. Um, but, you know, there's times that I'm, like, oh, my God, like, well, I can't play this card game right now because I could be doing, like, X, Y, and Z and, yeah. like, getting this workout in. But 
that's just no way to live. No, it's not. And obviously there's a fine line between like using that as an excuse to not do stuff versus Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think we're like walking the line well. So I think working out <laughs> Um, like an hour every day instead of like 15 hours a week is probably much more like mentally healthy and phys- physically healthy like in general. Yeah, last year you were almost too disciplined, Tyler. I think so. <laughs> too disciplined. Which, um, you know, I'm going to tap into what one of my goals for last year was to read a, a book a week, right? So I read yeah. those 52 books. We're about to go into this books, books, books section. Emily has this freaking long list of books that she's... I crushed it Okay, this well, month. audible. She listened to them on tape. But I'm like, okay, here's the on being certain the book that I've been reading for the last two months that I still have like 50 pages left in. That's okay, Tyler. Look at how much I've stuff. changed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So, um, it has been a great month for books for me. All right. I mean. Brag about it, Emily. Yeah, I will. Flex on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the one book that I actually physically read with my eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) With your eyeballs? With my eyeballs is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it was so good. Like, it was recommended to me by a friend. And basically, it's all about creative living beyond fear. So, figuring out how to, like tap into your creativity and make the most out of your life without letting fear kind of get in the way. Is she a page turner? Yeah, I read this book really fast. Um, Did you, you read all of it cover to cover? Yeah, cover to cover. Can I read that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to have time for it? I don't know. I have five days off, so I can read a book in the next five days. I mean, you could probably read this easily in a couple days. Um, Anywho, real good. Um, I'm going to read a section of this book because I think it's very um, applicable to horse endeavors. Um, So basically, I'll give you some background on this. Uh, She's talking about her friend who was this independent filmmaker and was basically like just angry that things weren't going his way and he decides to write his like filmmaking idol. So sends him this you know, note, just trying to, like, get some sympathy, maybe, or guidance, and so his hero writes him back and says, quit your complaining, it's not the world's fault that you wanted to be an artist, it's not the world's job to enjoy the films you make, and it's certainly not the world's obligation to pay for your dreams, nobody wants to hear it, steal a camera if you must, but stop whining and get back to work. And then she goes on to say that her friend framed the letter and hung it over his desk, as well he should have, because while his hero's admonition might seem like a rebuke. It wasn't. It was an attempt at liberation. I think it's a mighty act of human love to remind somebody that they can accomplish things by themselves and that the world does not automatically owe them any reward and that they are not as weak and hobbled as they may believe. So I just thought that that was great because like you hear, you know, the horse world is tough, but it's like you chose to do this. Like nobody owes you anything. You need to like work your butt off yeah and make it happen for yourself or don't do it and stop complaining you know yeah so I just thought it was I liked it I hate complainers 2020 yeah. no 2021 no complainers like, no, yeah. <laughs> let's just put that out there <laughs> we're not complaining in 2021 um so that was that book um then the other books that I audibled I guess I can't say read so I audible you them. listened I to listened them. to um 
because I had a lot of time in the car driving to try on. It's like a 10 hour drive each way, so I had some time. Um, but the first book is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. And I think it might be my top pick for 2020. Okay. Like, so good. Especially for women. Like, it's a very um, empowering book. And she starts the story, or starts the book with this cheetah story about like going to the zoo and seeing this like tame cheetah and I'm not going to ruin it but it's like a good story it kind of really gets to you and then um it's basically the whole book is like how to become untamed okay and like what has been taming us especially as women you know and like how to kind of break free from that does this mean you're ready to try jujitsu you know what sure yeah I'll become feral tyler Woo! <laughs> Um, so it's just a beautifully written book. I and feel I, like I no one ever tamed me. Yeah, you you aren't tamed. <laughs> this book may not benefit you, but it benefited me a lot. I was like, yeah, I've been being held down. I've been tamed by society. Tyler's like, I never did any of that shit. Um, so, but she has some really good personal stories, and they were really relatable, at least to me. Okay, I love so, it. So um, that is a great read. Or listen. Um, then the other book that I listen to is Everything is Spiritual by Rob Bell. And um, two thumbs up, especially if you're interested in spirituality, but maybe you're thrown off by like religion or God. Yep. Um, because those words are very polarizing. Yep. Um, but anyway, Rob just kind of makes it very accessible. Um, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just like everything is spiritual and you can find spirit and like whatever you want to call it, higher power, guidance, inner wisdom in like everything. Okay. Um, so I just, I thought it was really interesting. And he also is, um, he ties in quantum physics to the book. Okay, that's And fun. you read a, a quantum physics book, didn't you? I did. I read a metaphysics oh, book. Oh, metaphysics. Okay. Um, I, I'm interested in quantum physics. It's, it's hot in this Prius, it's isn't really it? It's really hot. I'm, I'm going to turn it down. I was just about to, like... <laughs> Tyler's, like, stripping over here. I have a bathing oh, suit on. Who's wondering what that was? Okay. Um, so, he ties quantum physics into it. And basically, you know using this to explain how like everything's come everything comes together to make something greater so okay. like particles become atoms atoms create molecules yada yada and then molecules create us eventually you know and right. like so everything joins up to for a greater good greater cause and it was just super interesting um and then also <laughs> on a funny note i'm gonna say this it's weird but he at the end of the book he talks about He's like telling this story and basically it's a story about sexual reproduction and this is not inappropriate. However, if you're under like 13, maybe um, tune out for a <laughs> tune second. Out. But basically he's like talking, he tells the story of like how you become what you are of like, you know, you had to beat great odds to become who you are. Right. You know, your father's contribution was like 250 million things and only one I think you can say sperm. I can say sperm 250 million sperm and then only one made it to your mother's one egg and like that's a feat because like 
your mom's trying to kill your dad's contribution as it comes in because it's like foreign material and then this one little guy survives and makes it and then eventually you become you and it's do you I'm <laughs> okay I've gone down a rabbit hole but the story was like I think it's just made to make you realize that you've overcome odds from your very beginning yeah I like it do you know what I mean yeah another thing from this book that I loved is he always says like what a gift like anytime it's just like what a gift you know like things happen in life even if they're bad like you can find the gift in it yeah you know yeah. it's just it was a good book I that like it is also great but I'm gonna let you not talk me. about books because I didn't read any yeah um, well, why don't you tell me what you've got while I take this jacket off because I'm burning I'm, up I'm gonna strip down to my bathing suit I think too um, Should I just turn this priest off? Right maybe, now? I don't know. We're having a good time here recording the whole equestrian podcast. So yeah, so not to like, this is not an excuse whatsoever, but um, I have been, you know, we had two big week-long horse shows. I was at Virginia Horse Trials from Tuesday to Sunday, and I was at Tryon from Tuesday to Sunday. Um, and while trying to focus on that, I also had like quite a bit of schoolwork both of those weeks and I was lucky enough not to have to like I didn't have to drive to Tryon or Virginia Alec drove the whole way to both of those so I did a bunch of homework in the car um, but that's usually where I would get like some of my gap reading done um, so again not I don't have any really like new groundbreaking books to read I have a lot on the list that I'd like to spend the off season. Um, I've got like four weeks left in my semester. I've been reading a lot about um, counseling methods, which is mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, some of the like tools and techniques. And I think one of the biggest things that I've just through my reading realized is that while psychology can be so personal because everyone's different, like the science that it's rooted in is the same mm -hmm. so like really just getting like firm on this the scientific concepts behind things so I've been doing a lot of work with like self-talk um, I think self-talk is like one of the biggest ways that you can change someone's performance automatically mm -hmm. is analyzing the way that they talk to themselves and so I've been diving a lot into that research. So while maybe it's not like I'm reading a book cover to cover, I've been picking, you know, I've got five different textbooks for the semester that I read pages out of every week. And then I tie it back to research articles and seeing if those research articles are grounded in, uh, you know, truth, because there is so much bias just in, in research. And you can find, uh, you know, like self self-talk, it's like, okay, positive self-talk is always the right thing, right? Well, there are times when negative self-talk can be protective from dangerous situations of saying like that voice in your head says, ooh, maybe this isn't a good idea and it's right. Yeah. So um, that's my tangent for books, books, books. Good, I like it. Thank you. Good. And speaking of self-talk, I was listening to a podcast this morning and they just ask this question you know who is the person that you talk to the most and everybody usually says like their parents or their partner or their best friend and it's like no really you talk to yourself the most Absolutely. like you know that conversation is going in your head whether you realize it or not sometimes it's you know? the most important relationship that you can work on is the yeah. one that you have with yourself and I think that you know 
everything stems from there. Your ability to have positive relationships with other people stem from your ability to have a positive relationship with yourself. And sometimes like your relationships with others can be like reflective of how you feel about yourself. For sure. Big Phil's walking by. Hi, Big Phil. How's it going? He's probably like, what are these crazy girls Just doing? sitting in the Prius in my bathing suit. <laughs> in, in November. The backstory is that my roommate Kristen, like, she went to Florida through Tryon, mm-hmm. and she had some bathing suits that she left, and she said, if you guys want them, like, take them. And so I just, right before I came here, was trying on the bathing suits, and I really quite liked this it's one. It's a tankini, uh, just so you guys yeah, know. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like a bikini top. It's like a tankini. It's basically a tank top. It's basically a tank top, but it is also 40 degrees outside with, oh, nope, 36. It's 72 in the Prius. Um, Anywho. (laughs) Side note. So I was trying it on and I really liked it. And I was like, I'm going to wear this as a shirt because it's cold and no one's going to see it. Here we are. Here we are. Phil Dutton walks past. (laughs) Anyway. Um main topic let's move on to that okay so we decided that you know in the spirit of the holidays and the holiday season um that we would do the gift of presents get it i get it i came up with it emily just taking the cred right there (laughs) i'm not gonna let you take that one no i'm sure somebody else came up with it before me i'm positive So we're going to take this idea and apply it to the barn or the, you know, your time in the saddle and also in life and with your, in your relationships. All right. But I'd like to start with a little overview, right? Yeah. So presence of mind produces total focus, concentration, and connection to the moment. So let's talk about some of these concepts. Um, Focus is paying attention to something like that's right in front of you. Um, performers in sports uh, tend to cues in hand and you know it allows you to concentrate on tasks to achieve success so this idea of focus and concentration are super interrelated like having focus and having concentration like they're almost interchangeable yeah I was gonna say like what is there a difference really or so I think like when I was kind of doing some research on it like the idea of focus is like what you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then concentration is the action or power of focusing one's attention or mental effort. Directing your concentration. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Choosing what to focus on and then directing your concentration. Yes. Possibly. Okay. You know, it's all, it's all kind of interrelated, but there's like, there's a lot of things that like, can be said about like the ideas of focus and concentration Um, and one of the biggest things is to just like practice right practice being focused practice your concentration because um, we'll get into it a lot more later but I made a little Facebook post this week for you know trying to get some thoughts to put into this episode and I said you know what's the biggest thing that takes you away from the present moment so what 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 inhibits you from focusing and concentrating and we had so many engagements of this is what distracts me in my in the saddle and in life there's there's always things that are going to take you out of the present moment Um, and so being able to practice this awareness 
to eliminate distractions. Um, and another thing that I found that I thought was really helpful was manage your energy, not your time. Like if a task requires your full attention, then schedule it at a time of day when you have the energy that you need to focus. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's the thing, like your concentration, your focus, your energy, like they're all going to be affected by how you feel, how you slept, what you ate. So your ability to be in the present moment also is dictated by your hierarchy of needs, right? Like if you're hungry, you're not going to be as focused on your ride. If you're tired, you're not going to be as focused on your ride or, you know, ride, work, chores, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's all these distractions, internal and external. Um, Internal can be the negative self-talk, the to-do list that's going on in your head the external can be you know even the weather like there's there's always going to be something that's going to distract you from being present and the present moment is the only time that we can modify our actions and our decisions you can't change the past you can't predict the future this present moment here is what you can influence to make better yeah, very well said. Thank you. Um, so, and I think basically it boils down to giving someone or something your complete attention and practicing that, like you were saying. So, I don't know if we are going to get into it later or now, but I'll just mention, you know, meditation is really helpful with focusing and practicing because, like with anything, you have to practice it like you're not just all of a sudden going to be good at focusing like you've got to put that into your routine and make time for it every day and then you don't have to think about it so much when you want to do it and I think this is again one of the concepts that like you know you can kind of you know you can skin a cat seven different ways you can say it a lot of different ways and it seems really really simple of like you know the gift of presence success exists in the present moment Um, and there's a lot of research that goes into flow states, which I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about a lot on this podcast of like being totally absorbed and not self-conscious and like time just kind of like flows by without you even noticing, but the actual experience of these moments of these peak performance states of flow are so limited because of distractions, because of negative self-talk, because of the to-do list in your head, because of worrying about past experiences or, or, you know, being uncertain of what's going to happen in the future that, yeah, I can tell you that being present is where you're going to be most successful, but it's going to take so much practice to actually be able to make that your reality. And it's not going to be, you know, you can't, nobody can live a day present in the moment every single day unless you're like a monk in Tibet that's meditating for 16 hours a day yeah yeah Yeah, for sure you always have to and like not to get upset when you get out of the present moment because that's totally normal like you're gonna there's lots of distractions but then you know realizing that being aware of it is the first step and then having that practice that you've you've done previously use that to bring yourself back to the present moment yeah so and kind of going along with that is um 
like this weekend at Tryon in the show jumping, that was probably the most present and like flow state that I've been in this whole year, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just like, it's been because each time I show jump at a big competition, you know, it gets a little bit better each time, but like I've kind of figured out how to really like bring myself back to the moment so that I can perform at my best. And I feel like it, after all the practice from this year, it finally like came together when it needed to come together. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. And I think like a lot of times, like, you know, one of the big things that I work with with my like adult amateur riders especially is like this like self-judgment that's really getting in the way and I'm like when you're you you only have a certain amount of attention to dedicate to things so if your stream of consciousness is wow I'm not going to do this well I suck like I can't see a distance to this that's your reality right there you're not setting yourself up for success Mm -hmm. whatsoever whereas if you can do something to bring yourself into the present moment to actually ride your horse don't judge something that hasn't happened yet ride the horse to make it happen Um, I like to tell people to count count out loud yeah to make yourself breathe too and just like ride the stride say one and ride that stride and just like let it flow because it's never going to flow when you're when you're self-conscious and judgmental of yourself for sure um I found this pretty cool quote that I thought like really applied to like barn saddle life um and it says we bring every past moment to the present moment this is both good and bad thankfully we carry all of our hard work every game we have played and each step of the training and practice we also take the last mistake we made, such as a swing at a bad pitch or the pass you just dropped. This is why playing in this exact moment is vital. We need to let go of the mistakes while focusing on the positive stuff. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think letting go of mistakes is probably one of the hardest parts right especially if you're on course jumping or in a dressage test like if you make a mistake it can be like oh god I can't believe I made that mistake and you just get to thinking about that and then you're out of the moment so then you're probably going to keep making mistakes because you're thinking about the mistake instead of just riding what you have yeah that moment yeah um absolutely um another thing that I wanted to go over is um, Howard, is that Flacco or Fel- I would pronounce it Flacco. Flacco. Um, it's an author of a book called I Am Discovering the Power of Who You Really Are, which is something I stumbled upon, um, in my research journeys. I didn't actually get to read the book cover to cover, mm-hmm. but I got to read a few pages out of, um, the chapter and he kind of outlined five requirements for being in the present moment. Um, The first was a very strong intention and clarity of what you want to create. So you have to, like, this comes back to focus, right? Like, you have to have clarity and focus on, like, what you're actually doing to be in the present moment. You You can't facilitate the present moment without an intention of what you want that present moment to be. Mm hmm Um, His second outline was a belief that you are capable of achieving it. Again, that's getting rid of the talk that says, I'm not good enough to do this. I I can't do it because that's going to get away from you being in the present moment. You have to believe that you are capable of achieving the thing that you want to do. Number three I really like is 
an ability to acknowledge the truth of your current circumstance in relationship to the goal. And this is the the realist part of, you know, realistic optimism that we talked about of whenever I start a, a sports psychology session and I'm talking to someone, they say, okay, I have XYZ problem. The first question I ask is, do you have the skills to do that? Is this a mental problem or is this a training problem? So you need to have the actual ability to go through your circumstance and say, be honest with yourself. Be like, well, I'm not able to be present because I'm just like not confident in this yet. I don't have this skill yet. I feel really nervous when I'm jumping three foot jumps and then go down and jump two foot jumps until you're comfortable Mm-hmm. because you you can't be present when you when you have anxiety like that. Yeah. Um the fourth uh a consistent demonstration of your commitment to the goal. This is continuing to keep at it to be able to work hard to continually be in the present moment there. Um and the the last is an unwavering faith in the process and the ultimate outcome and I know we've talked about this a lot of investing in the process and believing that you're taking the right steps to create where you want to be going I think those are all really good points and it kind of breaks it down in a way that's useful yeah yeah agreed so um some other tips for staying present an example that I just thought of today because I did it before we recorded this podcast is getting stuff done before you change gears. So, you know, we wanted to record today around lunchtime, but I was like, okay, I can either feed my horses a little early and then record, or I can record and then feed my horses a little late, you know, not terribly late. But then I was like, you know what? I just want to get this done so that I can then focus on the podcast instead of like, being worried about feeding them while I'm recording you know so like trying to get if you have some commitment that you have to do like if you can get it done before you have to really be present for something else that's helpful and also um, something that I've found helpful is just to do like a brain dump so before you move on to something if you have a lot of thoughts in your head, just write them all down, get them out, and then you can come back to them. But, like, at least then they're out of your head, you're not thinking about them. And then you can, again, be present in the situation that you're in. So, you know, I'm really trying to give Tyler my full presence today. I love it. <laughs> and you guys, and the listeners, because you deserve our full attention. I'm going to spring a surprise question that's not on the outline on you and we'll see, we'll see how you do. So is there a time, um, in the recent past that you feel like you were not in the present moment and that you were kind of disappointed with yourself for, for your inability to kind of stay in that present moment? Uh, for sure. I'm trying to think of a, a concrete example. Um, let's see. Do you want me to give you mine? Yeah, that would be helpful. Okay, so... (laughs) So that we don't have just dead air time (laughs) as Emily thinks and Uh, wanders. So my, like, definitely I've realized that, okay, so I have a new boyfriend, Alec, and he's wonderful, but he is consistently seven 
minutes to seven hours late when he says he's going to be somewhere. And I hate being late. And so there's been a couple of times that he's come to the gym with me. Um, but we've been late in my standards, like, you know, getting to the gym 10 minutes before, you know, I want to be there is late to me. So I'm like, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. And when I'm in that car ride, like I am not in the car ride at all. Like all I'm thinking about is the fact that we're going to be late. And I think that that really takes away luckily usually Alec drives so it's not me like driving because I think that would be dangerous because I really wouldn't be in the present moment I'd just be like oh my god we gotta get there but um you know that's a good relatable example I think but and and that's again it's like you can't you can't change the fact like you're already in the car you're already gonna be late like instead of just being stressed the the gym is seven minutes away instead of being stressed for seven minutes like I could just have like a really nice conversation with my boyfriend but instead I'm like we're gonna be late so you're out of the present moment yeah about the mistakes of the past yes and how that's gonna affect your future it's all very negative (laughs) yeah um I guess this isn't necessarily like a present moment fail but it's something that I've done recently to be more present so um at try on this week originally I was gonna leave Sunday like right after show jumping right but that would have required me to get all of my packing done basically like Saturday night Sunday morning yep and um, my mom was at Tryon with me, and we rented this really cute cabin on site, and, like, we had such a good week. Like, it was just fun to, like, be together for the whole week and spend time together. And then we decided on Saturday after cross-country, it's like, you know what? Let's just stay another night so that we can actually, like, enjoy each other's company because had we not, like, Saturday night, we would have been so stressed getting everything packed up yep. that, like, we wouldn't have actually had time for each other, you know? Yeah. And then, like... Sunday morning I probably would have been stressed before show jumping because I would have been trying to get ready to leave so that I could go right after show jumping and that would have totally taken me out of the present moment but it was such a gift to like be like you know what we're not in a rush I'm gonna enjoy this like I'm gonna spend more time with my mom like that was fantastic but I could have easily gone the other way you know what a gift what a gift (laughs) what a gift I'm gonna use that word or that line I really like that line. What a what gift. What a gift. So, um, yeah, where, where do we want to go for that? I mean, I love it. I think, like, that, like, all of these concepts, like, relate to both your riding and your life. Like, mm-hmm. again, the ability, you know, as I talked about with connection, the ability to bring presence into your relationships is just going to increase your satisfaction that you get out of your relationships if you're constantly with someone and you're thinking about all the other things that you're going to do you're not getting as much out of that experience as you can and if you're if you're doing the same thing with your horse you're not going to get what you want to out of your rides yeah or even just like your connection with them well and I'm sure we've all had experiences both ways where it's like you you've been with somebody like you've been trying to have a conversation with someone but you can tell that they're like absolutely not paying attention yeah or you know like maybe they're looking at their phone and talking like it just doesn't feel good in the moment right especially if you're trying to give someone your attention and it's not being reciprocated right so I don't know I think just trying to 
really be aware of that and when you're going to interact with someone like if you're legitimately busy and you can't give someone your attention maybe being like hey um just give me five minutes so I can finish this and then you can have my full attention right yeah you know like that's a better thing than like trying to appease them and partially give them your attention now but not really be focused like I think people would receive it much better if you're like hey in five minutes you can have complete focus yeah yeah so I think that's kind of a nice little thing to remember. I love it. Too. I love it. Did you want to touch on some of the body language? Sure. I mean, the other thing, um, you know, is just being able, when you're with someone, to truly listen to what the other person is saying, even if it's through their body language, right? So, like, you can tell, like I was saying, if someone's not looking at you or, you know, like their body's a little bit slumped and maybe they're saying they're okay you know say you're having a personal conversation they're like yeah everything's fine but like their body language is just like a bit sad you know trying to pick up on that some of that clues um I actually I I really think it's interesting that you included that because um in my counseling class that I'm working on right now we have an assignment where we're doing um zoom calls so we like actually have a volunteer that we're doing real counseling sessions with Mm -hmm. and we're practicing certain skills on each session and then there's like discussion posts and everyone talks about how they did in you know doing the, the call and everything and someone had commented that they find it difficult to do the call over Zoom because there's a lot of nonverbal cues that they usually use in their counseling tactics. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty new to this. Like, what are some of the things that you look for? And it's like fidgeting in the seat, playing with the hands, whatever. And once that that person had brought my attention to it, even my next call with my Zoom volunteer, um, I started to talk about something that made her pretty anxious, and I noticed that she started picking her fingernails. And I was like, "Look, like you're, you're clearly anxious about this because you're, you're, yeah. you know, picking your fingernails." And I think the the nonverbal cues are really important. And if you're not in the present moment, you're not going to notice those things. Like if I was thinking about what I want to say instead of really listening to and that's another skill that we were really working on was like active listening and and passive listening of like let me just like listen to this person and let them digest what they want to digest so that I can then come back and really like maybe ask a clarifying question ask them a question instead of telling them like this is what I think you should do yeah and um I don't know I think it's really helping and really effective and so if you can like kind of use those counseling tools in your actual life conversation it's going to be great for sure and people just want to be heard you know like I think at the end of the day like people want to know that someone listens and cares enough to truly listen not just pretend to listen yeah you know and that's like what a gift what a gift what a gift I mean truly the whole equestrian what what a a gift gift. (laughs) So, I'm going to take a picture of you right now so I can be like, what a oh gift. Oh, gosh. Not right. Look at my hair. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> what a gift. What a gift. Okay. Ew, I have to approve that. Um, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> so I think that's enough for you guys to digest. But um, moving on to our next segment of listeners, listener questions. Which we, I asked you guys a question this week. I yeah. flipped it up on you. Yeah. So what 
What did you ask, Tyler? I, what do you think is the number one thing that takes you out of the present moment, both in writing and in life? So we're just going to read through a couple of the answers that we got because I think it's helpful to like hear what other people struggle with and also find some camaraderie in that. You know what I mean? Like this is common for all people. It's not, you're not weird if you can't stay in the moment. Like that's totally normal. So um, let's see. Hannah said, for me, I think it's anxiety, mental to-do list, phone no- notifications, trying to multitask. I can... I can relate, relate to all of this. Yep. yep. Um, someone else says, always having to think of what's next. That and worrying about all the bad things that could happen to me, my family, or my horse. Anxiety probably sums all of this up. Yep. Also relatable. Yep. <laughs> the what's next is particularly relatable. Cause, and it's like at some... Who said that at this horse show this weekend? Oh, I think it was Bully who was stabled across from me. She's like, isn't it so nice that nobody's asking you what's next? You know, like at the end of the competition season, like you're just done for the year. Nobody's like, oh, what, what's next? What event are you going to next? Like it's just, you're done. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah, that's true. You know, cause mid season, everybody's like, what's next? What are you doing? And at the end of the season, it's just like, boom, don't have to think about it for a while. What's next? I'm taking a nap. Yeah. Um, I also like the, you know, the idea of the worrying about all the bad things that could happen. Um, I, I, I tell people to write it down, like write down of this is what could happen. If, if you've got the what if question Mm -hmm. in your mind, answer that question for yourself and come to terms with it because, you know, oh, like, especially if you're making a big decision, like in your life or, or your relationships or stuff, like if I make the decision, these are the worst things that ha- can happen to me. And it come to terms with that because fear is what holds us back from making big moves. Exactly. And so just, you know, what, like make friends with what you fear. That's not a quote. That's but... what this book was about. Oh, okay. Big magic. There you go. Yeah. It all ties together. Yeah. So we also had someone say doubt, which kind of ties into fear I think yep um overthinking trying to be perfect yep the to-do list Mm -hmm. anxiety my phone I had a couple people say their phone um and then uh physical pain I thought was really interesting that someone pointed that out because I I do have like a lot of sympathy for anyone who like deals with chronic pain like it's so hard to be in the present moment because the present moment, like if you get like really like in touch with your body and it hurts, like that's no fun. And I think that's why it's so important to address chronic pain. And, um, I think unfortunately like eventing is a good example of people who are like, Oh, well like this thing hurts, but I'm just going to work through it. And one of the reasons like you shouldn't do that is because it takes away from your ability to be in the present moment. Yeah. No, that was great that, um, that was brought up for sure because I wouldn't have thought of that but it's spot on because I remember with my back issues last year it was so hard to stay present yeah because like all you're just thinking of of like oh if I do this it's gonna hurt you know putting you in the future or like (laughs) I did that and it really hurt like you're just not in the moment so I think that's all great stuff guys and we really appreciate you being like oh open and sharing your experience yeah and I think a lot of people really like got a lot out of interacting with each other on that post and um, I really encourage you to go check out the whole equestrian community because we have great people on there if you're having a problem you know even if you 
send us a message if you feel uncomfortable but if you feel comfortable like there's a lot of people who are gonna have your back and like say like hey I have that problem too or I have this experience with this or just really listen to you so feel free to post openly on that yeah and I think for 2021 we should make a goal of posting like a thoughtful question each week to get more engagement you know, and just, again, to help you guys, like, that's why we do this. So. Absolutely. And help ourselves, too, because we get a lot out of yeah, reading we, it. I love it. I um, love you guys. So, cool. Well, the actionable advice for this month um, is to have a phone drop-off spot when you want to spend quality time with someone. So, and I just kind of thought of this based on the phone was a big thing people kept saying. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, phone my phone can be very distracting as well. So um, I haven't done this yet, but PJ and I have talked about like having, you know, a little box at the entrance, you know, right when you walk in the door, you drop your phone, you leave, leave it there, and then we can actually focus on each other. Um, we have yet to do this, but I think I'm going to make that happen this week you know what actually one of the things that I want to do with my time off um is some basket weaving oh are you gonna weave me a basket so I'll weave you a phone basket (laughs) perfect I would love that it'll be one of your Christmas presents sweet a phone basket I also like if you know if I'm going to dinner at a restaurant with someone that I haven't like seen in a while or I'm going over to a friend's house I'll just leave my phone in the car yeah something really easy to do yeah just not because if it's out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. you know and like even if you turn it on silent or vibrate and it's like it's still there you can kind of see if you get a notification and that anytime you get a notification like that pulls you out of maybe where you want to be and it draws your attention to something that may or may not be important I don't know yeah and I actually I I only watched about uh, a quarter of the way through it but everyone's saying a lot of really good things about the documentary on Netflix the social dilemma yes I that's on my to watch list yeah which is all about how like the phone is designed to take you out of the present moment and why so many people are having like mental problems because of it yeah so try that out let us know how it works for you and i will also report back on my phone drop box situation i love it (laughs) so what is next emily um well you know, we just talked about not having to ask about yeah, what's what? next. <laughs> and now I'm asking you what's next. You know, we're going to enjoy the rest of 2020, try to, and um, look forward to 2021, where we are hoping to do more clinics. And I think as soon as we come up with our show schedule for next year, what? we'll get some clinic dates out. So if anybody would like to host us and this pandemic kind of settles down, we would love to to work with you all send us an email at the whole at gmail.com yep so also just thinking ahead a little bit uh we would like to have some more experts on our show that tie into our four pillars of mindset fitness nutrition and community so if you have suggestions you can also send us a message or email absolutely yeah so we um we hope this episode gave you some insight on how to give the gift of presence if you have feedback, we love our reviews. We love when you guys reach out to us. We're always available on Instagram, Facebook. Send us a message. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe not a five-star if you don't like us, but we pro- hope you like us. Probably don't savage savage <laughs> us. That would not be that would not be a gift of presence no. for me. 
so no pressure, but we do enjoy our five-star reviews. So, anyway, thanks so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.